Hello, and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is a very special edition of the HR Social Hour. I'm being joined by Carrie Noon, Summer Baruth, and Craig Barnes, who are panelists with me, John, uh, on the uh, at M here at Embark in Hollywood, California, as part of a Career Art Customer Success Session. It's been a tremendous event so far. Really, really excited. Met a lot of great people. I've been ex- really excited to meet these three folks and spend some time with them and talk about what we've been up to. I'm going to let each of them introduce themselves talk a little bit about who they are, what they do, and and why they're part of this uh, conference. So, start with you, Carrie. Uh, Carrie Noon, and I am from Annapolis, Maryland, and I'm excited to be here in California, although I am leaving this afternoon. And I'm in the employment branding world. I've come from a traditional marketing background and made the switch in 2007 and happily still here in 2019, hard (laughs) to believe. How about you, Summer? Yeah, Summer Baruth um, from Charlotte, North Carolina. So we are headquartered. Um, I actually work for Compass Group uh, USA. Fell into this role. It was not something that I wanted to do. And when it was presented to me um, around creating a talent brand strategy for our company, I told them no. I said no three times. Um, they finally convinced me by saying they thought that I could handle the challenge. So I took the challenge. And actually really thankful that I did because I've learned a ton along the way. So happy to be here and happy to share our story. I think it's great. Craig. Uh, Craig Barnes. Uh, I'm a HR manager. My title is strategic solutions manager. Just doesn't fit on the back of a jersey uh, with the uh, city of Plano uh, in uh, North Texas. I've uh, been with them for a little over a couple of years. I had about 20 years of HR experience in municipality in, in Texas. And I have the opportunity, if you will, in the later part of my HR career to be able to come to an organization uh, where we're focusing on finding who we are, what our values are, what do they mean to us independently and intrinsically, but then also being able to share that excitement once we've understood kind of that, staring that out and from an, a, trying to attract uh, individuals that, again, are going to uh, just be excited about what they see um, and how they can make their impact and thumbprint on our organization. I appreciate that. And I'm also very excited that to be in California, we have three folks from the East Coast <laughs> and, and one from Texas, <laughs> which uh, makes me feel a lot better and a little more at home. <laughs> well, you know, again, we, we spent some time in the session today to, uh, talking to the other participants here at the conference about kind of our individual organizations and, and the challenges that we're facing. My listener base, primarily HR practitioners, a lot of them recruit and, and work, you know, uh, have that as part of their function. I guess, can Carrie maybe talk a little bit about the challenges that your organization's faced and, and from a hiring perspective in your time that you've been with the organization? Um, I think the biggest challenge is that we are always hiring and always hiring at a high volume. Um, So it's finding new ways to connect with candidates and make sure that they have the right information. Um, We are always trying to improve our candidate experience at every touch point. So I I feel like we're in a constant state of improvement. Summer, how about you? So I would agree with that. Um, we have a very high volume as well, and I th- and very different types of roles. So you know, everyone from a dishwasher all the way up to senior executives. So that can present a lot of challenges. Um, tons of different markets. We're all across the country in pretty much every city, and it makes it really difficult from a targeting perspective. And so. Our biggest thing this year um, was addressing the challenge of optimization of mobile because we had not really done that before and just making the candidate experience easier. Um, And that's helped tremendously. And I think going forward is just trying to figure out new ways, to Carrie's point, of how do you move that forward and move the needle a little bit more. 
um, because it's hard. It's hard to get out there in front of the right kind of talent, especially at that high volume um, with so many jobs to fill. And you don't want to just be checking a box and putting a warm body. You would like for them to stay. Mm. Um, so that's been a that's been most of this year and probably going into next year of just getting in a good place with that. How about you, Craig? Well, and building on to that, I think that, again, that's just a common theme, uh, the reality is. But it's coming in, of course, to making sure that we have the right the right fit. And it's a right fit, you know, for the organization as itself, that making sure that from our descriptions, the values that we're sharing, but also on the other end, from the candidate standpoint, that they really see that are we as an organization the right fit for them. Um, and so one of our I say challenges our opportunities is really sharing more of who we are so they can see up front that they're not just applying for a job, but it's kind of like they're coming into a potential relationship. Um, and that's what we want to share uh, again, that we are, um, we are, or maybe we're not um, that, that, that right relationship uh, with them. And the other thing is for us is moving beyond the concept. I was sharing that with, uh, in that in the panel of, a lot of times municipalities are thought uh, from our protective services groups, our libraries, parks, and so forth. But we are sh- and should be a first thought employer from accountants, planners, uh, at database administrators, engineers, um, all over the board. Uh, I, the way we look at it is if you can think of a job, uh, your local government probably has it available. It's interesting because we're, we're all coming from significantly different industries, but also the the employee numbers. Uh, I work for an organization that's not even 3,000. Mm. Craig, you're how uh, many? 2,600. And, and Summer? 270,000. <laughs> 295,000. So, yeah. <laughs> John, we're all over the John, place. we're on the wrong side. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think it's interesting. I think it's that scalability thing, regardless of what, what size you are, where mm-hmm. a lot of those issues are still in place. And, and I think that's one of the, what was nice, you know, being part of the panel is that we are demographically so different yeah. that that we we all still bring different things to the table. Now, one of the reasons, obviously, that we're speaking at Embark is that we are uh, consumers and customers uh, of CareerArc and, and of the products. You know, can you give uh, an example or two of the successes that you've had since you started working with the organization? Uh, so, CareerArc for us, it's our one of our top sources of applicants and hires at the lowest cost. So from a bottom line, what's in it for us, that is a huge factor for me. Um, We're always asked to do more with less, and I've never, ever had to even consider whether or not CareerArc is the right decision for us. Um, It also allows us to automate some of the social not all of the social, because I do think, you know, obviously the one of the big parts of being social is having that conversation. And, you know, we talk a lot about we want people to self-select um, for our organization, but then we also talk to people who just want a job, just need a job, mm-hmm. and that's also something that we've been able to connect with people um, and really show that we do care, mm-hmm. that they that they're in that position that they need a job. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would say for us, it's, it allows me to scale a lot of things, right? Because for as large as our organization is, one of the things I mentioned today on the panel is that it's still very new in, in stages, right, around the recruitment marketing piece. And so I am basically a team of one that works amongst a lot of different teams and pulls from different um, people as I need. So CareerArc allows me to really be creative about things and be able to scale it at the right pace, 
Um, and then they always give me ways that I can improve and ways, you know, of what they're seeing as best practices with other companies. And that's always really helpful. If I reach out and say, hey, I'm really struggling, they're the only vendor that I have that I work with that are willing to say, hey, we're having great success here. And it's never to sell me another product. It's mm-hmm. it's basically saying, like, optimize what you have. You're not even scratching the surface kind of thing. And I really appreciate that because a lot of companies, you don't get that. And just to Carrie's point, like, I've not ever had had an issue where um, where career arc hasn't been budgeted for, right? Because we're like, it's that important for us. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to echo that as well from a cost standpoint, especially, you know, one of our values, in fact, is stewardship, uh, especially in municipal government. But I think that carries across any business. You mm-hmm. want to make sure that what you're entrusted with, you're, you're being a good steward with. Well, so when we have an opportunity to go beyond our boundaries into a world maybe that we weren't familiar with, like in social recruiting, but to have a partner in CareerArc that is economical um, and that will work with you. And it's not, you, you know, it's, it's one of those things that a lot of times you say you get what you pay for. In this case, you're getting more than what you pay for uh, in a lot of ways and the customer care that goes along with it. But what it's really allowed us to do um, is as we are going through internally from the value standpoint is now being able to share it as we've made that choice of any posts that we have on our social recruiting, any images that are ever seen are not stock photos. And it's neat to have career arc from an encouraging standpoint saying, we're not going to push us, but yes, use your people. Um, and so giving us that capability, the capability, like you said, from a campaign standpoint, or if we need to push something out, uh, it's, there's just a lot of, um, functionality um, and flexibility uh, that we're able to just get our kind of our stories out and, and as creative, almost creative ways that we can even think of. And so that's, uh, that's been really cool for us so far. I've spoken at a couple of recent conferences and I, the theme is what are your easy buttons? Mm-hmm. And this is an easy button. It's, yeah. It is. It's that's a no brainer. And it's a great easy analogy. Absolutely. Sure. I've even learned just being here this week of how much we're not optimizing and I can't wait to get back right. yeah. on Monday and just to put some of the things in place. Yeah. yeah. You know, just really having a, a team of, and not just my own little team of my little lean team of, of five, but, you know, uh, the team outside of us, people who are interested in content and sharing social. And it's going to give us an opportunity to bring them into our employment branding yeah. and social recruiting mix. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. It, it, it is. is. It is and, very easy. And the last thing to say on that, I think I don't want to get that law, what you said, Carrie, lost, is we utilize our employees. They're our best recruiters. Um, if they believe in what we're doing um, and they're showing us that and we're just going beyond the still picture is, allow, is allowing that, um, them, that opportunity to be our value ambassadors, yeah. our, our um, organization ambassadors. So we aren't just a team of one. You're right. We're mm-hmm. just basically putting it out there and saying, y'all just go forth and, yeah. and share. I would agree with that. I mean, one of our... our our charges that we kind of put out there to our associates were we're all recruiters. You promote the brand in the same way that I promote the brand in the same way that our CEO promotes the brand. We are all recruiters. And so if we're doing our jobs well and we're happy in our, in our employment, mm-hmm. right, then we're sharing that with our friends and family. And so a lot of times I'll position things with teams when I'm out working with them and say, you know, we want more people like you. you we love having you here. How do we get more of you? And usually they'll come to it on their own, right? Because they're like, oh, well, I could share more about this. And you're like, awesome, let's do it, you know? And so I think then I'm not telling them I I check the box with legal because I'm not telling them they have to post anything. I'm, you know, I'm taking care of all that. But it's very much like I want you to want to share what you do. And I think that that's made a big difference in how we've approached things. 
And John, I know this is your podcast, but I have another comment to make in here as well. That's why we're here. <laughs> so um, for us to, I, I don't know about you guys, but we get I get tired of saying, yes, we'll post that job out for you mm-hmm. because it needs a little bit more exposure. We have a, a form if somebody needs to boost their, their recs. Um, so the beauty of it is with career arc, we can have that in like a templated form mm-hmm. yes. so that our teams are outside of my little team can go in and boost their recs on their own. And then on the flip side, that can leave us available for creating the culture content, right. the really important stories that we're trying to share. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I think that's a good point because that is it definitely frees up that bandwidth for you. Um, it's been amazing, an amazing change for us to be able to allow teams to go in and kind of create their hot jobs or their hot job campaigns and things like that. And that makes a big difference with the templates for sure. And I think for us, we haven't gotten to that level just yet. So we're, uh, our recruiter actually has, her focus, of course, has been engaging more with those hiring managers and having them invest. Hopefully we, we're going to work towards that. But what's neat is is already starting to see, they can see their jobs out there. They can see the hits that they're getting. And now they're directly contacting her and, and basically saying, hey, can we do this and this mm-hmm. and this? Yes, I want to definitely flip it to say, oh, guess what? You can actually do this, this, yeah. and this, and we're going to give you the tools. A little bit away from that. But I think that's knowing that this um, tool that we have allows for that capability. It's the culture that can be created to say, listen, I love it. Let us focus on organizationally while you're able to really help promote, and we're going to give you some tools to do that. I think that's that's really cool. It's great. And you all are the subject matter experts. That's why I have you. That's why. <laughs> now, I do want to go back to something or maybe expand on something you said a little earlier, Carrie. You, you <clears throat> talked about going back and optimizing what, what you've learned or what we've heard that there, we, we don't know what we don't know or, or that we're not necessarily utilizing CareerArc as, as well as we could. What else do you have you know, in the foreseeable future from, from, a, uh, from a usage standpoint or, or what are you excited about when it comes to kind of the next year? for employer branding recruiting with the organization? I'm super excited for Monday just so I can give access to some of the people that I know that they're manually sending me these mm-hmm. the content, and now I can just... And this is something I didn't know before yesterday. I just thought it was limited to my team. Mm-hmm. No, I can expand it out and make other people powerful. Yeah. And we have, at the corporation, we have tools that allow for brand ambassadorship through mm-hmm. social, but... A lot of that content strategy is not driven by careers right. and jobs. And so just like our content strategy is not driven by the jobs, you mm-hmm. know, we're trying to have a nice mix, but we still, we want to drive people in order to make that decision to mm-hmm. self-select in or to say, you know, I even more think that I want to come work for you guys because yeah. of the stories that I've read. Yeah. And I think from that, too, it sounds like it's... Uh, and I may be reading into what you were sharing, but the reality is, is that we're going to go from an intentional standpoint of posting the job. We're posting them in a different way. We're showing who we are and so forth. But the neatest part is is when our employees on their own personal pages are proud to be where they work. And so they are sharing that has nothing to do with a particular job, but they're recruiting, saying this organization as a whole. We, I'll share this. We actually did um, 
it's the silliest thing you would think, but we did T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know if we've done that um, in the past at Plano, but we did T-shirts that had our values on the back, our value block on the back, and Team Plano on the front. And one thing I share with our new hires, everybody comes in, gets a shirt. You know, we do the whole, you get a shirt and you get a shirt, that type of deal. <laughs> right. But, you know, but the, but the you know, a 4 or $5 shirt, seeing it not only at the workplace and our department's utilizing those t-shirts and a lot especially in a lot of our field operations as uniforms Mm -hmm. but then you're seeing them at the grocery stores on saturdays and you're seeing them at ball games and stuff like that and i always say i said if an individual because we think about what we put on Mm -hmm. if they're choosing to wear that shirt then that means something and so that's recruiting that's have we've had people come up at doctor's offices and what does this stand for and so it, it promotes opportunity of individuals to be able to be those recruiters and so i think that organic Moving beyond, we plant the seed, but then watching it continue to grow independently is awesome. So, and John, you asked about plans for the future, mm-hmm. especially 2020. So, um, by not by choice, by by directive, <laughs> it's to spend quite a bit less on paid advertising, mm-hmm. and this is going to be, or social is going to be the key indicator of how we wow. can expand. Yeah. So for us, I think it's really just, as I said earlier, we've been doing a lot around optimizing um, mobile and changing our candidate experience. So now it'll be refining that and really um, diving into where we can save spend, to your point, um, because we're always being pushed to do it for cheaper, Um, you know, and trying to change the mindset a little bit because I still have people that are still back there where I was three years ago and they're like, why aren't we doing it this way anymore? I'm like, well, because we've evolved now and we've, we found new ways and new tools to do it. And a company of our size, that's going to happen. So it's basically getting in front of them and saying, we don't have to do it that way anymore. I know that's how we were doing it before. That's now antiquated. Now we're going to automate through career arc, or now we're going to, you know, spend our time doing these different things um, so that we don't have to spend so much on targeted ads um, and that we're not having to spend so much with so many vendors. One of the things that I found is that with our company being so large, even within our own talent acquisition team, we have people that have gone rogue and are hiring other types of vendors and a lot of money is being spent out of their budgets. And I'm sitting there going, you know, Career Arc does this or, you know, we actually are doing this on our own. We're not even hiring a vendor for it. Why are you not? Why are you not? <laughs> like, just why are you not? You know, and so I think it's it's getting that kind of education out there um, and making them aware. So I... I, every time there's a career arc webinar, send it out to pretty much everybody um, that touches that space for us, whether it's hiring managers, our hourly population team, or our salary population team, and encourage all of them to attend. If they don't, I send them a recording after. Like, I'm just, I'm trying to give them every opportunity, and I'm then trying to really make sure I'm utilizing every bit that's available to us from the career art perspective. And we've had Alyssa, our customer care manager, we've had her come on and do webinars for us. We're just constantly trying to keep it top of mind for them. Craig, how about for the future for the city of Plano? Well, I, you know, again, we're just going to continue on engaging our hiring managers, like I said, just having them um, say, keep it from the sense of, I think we were sharing that, we want more of that type of individual not the, for their value how they what their um kind of again i'll use that word benchmark again but in asking kind of again maybe what are five questions you know five questions of what you're looking for this position and, and really having them invest uh invest more in it that it's not truly just seen oh this is an hr function hey we've got this job you posted we're, we're working to say again get that right fit uh and so forth and then for us honestly um 
it's it's also quantification. So we're looking to increase our metrics to be. Well, I know that was um, asked a little bit earlier. I think when Shelley was um, talking about um, getting information to the C-suite, we want to be able to quantify a little bit more. Um, that say we're able to see from the view standpoint at this point, but we have not moved it past who's moved to truly applications and so forth. So that's one of our goals in working with CareerArc uh, to do that as well, and then continuing on with our value focus and sharing that. Some of my listeners may not uh, have the opportunity to participate with CareerArc or utilize them as a as a vendor for, for whatever reason. Uh, it may just not be a, a, a viable option. What's one tip or piece of advice that you would give somebody when it comes to developing their social media recruiting program in their organization? I'll start with you. My okay. recommendation is to make sure that you um, consult with legal and corporate communications and understand the content that is available. And one of the things that we I've done in the past is um, basically a green light, yellow light, red light. Mm-hmm. If it's red piece of content, maybe it's a financial information, absolutely do not retweet it. Retweet it. Mm-hmm. Um, don't talk about it. Just leave it be if it's operational and it's, um, you know, make sure that you don't ignore it. Maybe escalate it to someone who can help that person or yellow. If it just doesn't sit right or maybe, uh, I'm not sure, ask. There's going to be somebody who's going to either say yes or no. And then green, if it's culture and um, team CVS or whatever it might Mm -hmm. be, then it's a green light and go for it. Please share. Yeah. I mean, I would say um, my piece of advice would be is to really take some time to listen to what your associates are already saying. So dive into the social media space, Do some, use social listening tools if you feel like you need to, depending on the size of how vast it might be or not, and really get an idea of what people are already saying. Because if you come out with your own um, strategy that isn't authentic to that piece or doesn't feel like it fits in with what they're already saying, you're not doing it right, in, in my opinion. I mean, I think if we're having to tell our associates what our employer brand is, that's a miss. Um, we can reiterate the values. We can reiterate what we want for it to be, but it's only as good as if our people are doing that. And I say that because obviously if we're posting things out and putting out one message, it's not going to, you know, immediately they're going to comment back or, you know, retweet it with a nasty post with it. If they're like, that's not how it really is. So I, I was always really careful in the very beginning to do that. And I continue to do it just to make sure that we're staying true to that. And then identifying hotbeds of activity, if you will, if, if we're seeing that it's not true to brand anymore. Right. And just trying to make sure that we're staying on that. I'd really not much more to add uh, with that. And I think that's the, I like the idea of, of course, just utilizing your employee voices. Um, but again, that it's not from that, um, coming across from the perception that it's a rote, um, that, again, they're just toting the company line, that, that again, we are – these are the truly employee voices that are sharing, yes, I believe in this company. I believe in what I do. And, yes, I'm – we're serving our community, uh, community with stewardship and so forth. Um, but, uh, again, just making sure I like that. I like that, too, just keeping the pulse on what your employees are actually saying um, through uh, – about, about where they're working and so forth and uh, making sure that it's cohesive. And one of a a key aspect of employment branding is validating, constantly validating. And I think social media, especially the voices Mm -hmm. of employees, is a great way to continually validate what you're saying. Yep. Agreed. 
We've talked shop quite a bit. Let's talk a little <laughs> bit about the conference. So this is the <laughs> the first year that 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 uh, Career Arcs put on Embark. You know what uh, particular speaker? Anybody that you were either we've seen so far or that that we're going to be seeing in the next day or so? Anybody you're really excited about? Here's the deal. I mean. Toby was on stage, you know, like <laughs> right. Paul Lieberstein. I mean, like I said, I was sharing with them. I was geeking out, you know, there is that my girls were actually I texted them pictures and they were saying, we're so jealous. I said, oh, that was too. the point. Yeah, right. there you go. You know, so my kids are kids are excited. So but it was neat to have him, you know, as quote the HR guy, but coming in and sharing one. And this is what I was sharing um, with a friend was that. The theme of the office, yes, it's a comedy and so forth, but if you look at its relationship about right. the office, Absolutely. and I think that's really for him to share that with us in this type of setting, that's awesome because that's completely what we take away from it. It's family. It's 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 a yeah. family, you know. And there's going to be the ups and downs and so forth, but reality is is that you're, you know. And in fact, I thought it was really cool how he shared. Yes, they're not, but they had to sit there. Yeah, you know. And so you are, whoever you're sitting next to, yeah. while you're acting is who you're building a relationship with. So I thought that was really cool. I think Brian, um, first of all, when, he, when they said Brian Adams, I was expecting some songs but, uh, <laughs> on the same Brian Adams, but it was, he was super powerful and just really from an engaging standpoint. So at this point, I'm, I'm blown away with everything that we've seen. One of the things that Toby said was write your own episode. Yeah. And yeah. I thought that that was really fun. And then, um, Wow, Shally's presentation yeah. was really good timing for me because I have to go back and write a business case and yeah. and it has to have metrics and measurements yeah. and now I can <laughs> Yeah. I have some inspiration. Yeah. I was actually writing it in my head as he was speaking. Yeah, I, I really appreciated that. I was taking furious notes w when he was presenting. And then I also, for me, Brian was really great because flipping how we f think about things and really just bringing a new perspective to that employer branding piece. Also furiously taking notes with takeaways of things I want to implement come Monday just based on some of the things that he said on how we're looking at things, right? It's just yeah. it's all about perspective. And that was really cool for me. And I'm looking forward for, to the breakouts as well because I think that's always – those are always really great at any conference. I think our little industry and our little profession is a very giving profession. Mm -hmm. And every Absolutely. conference that I go to, there's always something that I can't wait to get yeah. back to. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, at the end of it, right? I mean, I think we've talked about this today in different areas of the conference so far. It's a, it's best practice sharing. Mm -hmm. um, to your point, everybody does really feel like, oh, let me help you with, like, this is something we did and it really worked. It might work for you kind of thing. And then commiserating where there's, you know, things to commiserate on, right, mm -hmm. or what the challenges are that you have. And I think for me, it's always so refreshing to come to conferences where I feel like I'm just stuck in my own little world of trying to figure it all out and to know that regardless of the size of the company or what industry it is, we're all having very similar challenges. Yep. That's always a great takeaway from anything like this. Mm -hmm. You know, I always think that's really great. Absolutely. I have to say, having attended a lot of conferences this year, that Paul Lieberstein is the most inspired celebrity choice from the standpoint that he played an HR professional. Yeah. And when, when Career Art first told me that they were gonna they were working to get him on board, I said it's genius because he, he is a storyteller yeah. and so much of what we do now is storytelling. Exactly that right. that I can't think of a better person and not to mention that show is very well loved mm -hmm. and he wrote so many of the 
key episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also wrote King of the Hill, which I'm a huge fan <laughs> of. So I actually told him when I shook his hand, I said, I've been a fan since King of the Hill, and he lit up. Because I think yeah. he, he may not get that You also know, so Arlen, Texas, um, yep. is, there was a th- theme that was taken off of Garland, Texas, which is actually my hometown. So. <laughs> I'm very, that's, uh, yeah, so there you go. I'll just throw that out. Well, w- w- as I mentioned, you know, we're in Los Angeles, and I, this is my first time out here. Curious if any of you, if, if you are uh, familiar with the area or travel out here a lot, what's something that somebody that's new, first time in town, what, what's something they ought to do? Everybody first timers? or Not my first time, not first time but okay. I have a, a good friend who I, who I came out here early to visit, a friend from when I was six years old, which was several years ago. Um, <laughs> she it, just, the first time I was out here with her, took me to Rodea Drive, and I will never forget it. Yeah, I would definitely say, um, even if you're not going to clearly buy anything on Rodeo Drive, to actually see it, and that's always a big one. Um, I've been out here a few times for work functions, and it's always been a whirlwind. I've never really taken the time, so this time I did the beach for a couple days before, and I totally recommend that, especially us East Coasters, because it's a very different kind of beach experience on the Pacific. So um, that was fun. So if you can get out to those areas, it's beautiful. Um, And there's always really cool museums and a lot of really cool theaters and stuff around. So I think that's always a good time, too. But for me, I mean, I see this stuff on TV, and that's just you know the 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 Hollywood Walk of Fame, and that's literally right outside. And then I caught a glimpse while we were eating lunch of Capitol Records right there, and it's like, oh my word! I mean, just the talent you know that has gone through, and so that is here and has been there in the past. And so I think that's the piece for me is that take an opportunity just to stop and look um, just around, um, because it's and don't. That's the thing I have to put down. Is put down the camera and just engage and build the picture in the head. It's like, my gosh, I'm seeing this. I'm right in front of X and so forth. So, what star were you most excited to see? That's the thing. I don't know yet, and so I had to. That's, I'm, again, it's my first. I'm just excited to see stars and you know handprints and so forth. And so, um, and of course, you have the concept um, of walking. You know, coming to Hollywood right in the middle of you know Film Calder's Paramount Studios is over there, and it says, "Is there going to be a star?" Not a on the walk, but a true actor. Mm-hmm. Am I going to run into somebody, you know, at the grocery store or whatever? Yeah, so he's yeah. are you famous? Are you famous? Or anyway? <laughs> it's just, it's a, it's, it's a neat, it's a neat uh, experience so far. Well, I have to say I had a quintessential LA moment, according to the, our friends here at career arc. Uh, for those of you who listen to the show regularly, you know, I have a, an incredibly weird circle of friends in all different areas. Cause I've done a lot of different things in my life. One of my friends from high school is the director of finance at the Chateau Marmont. So I actually went over there the other night and had a had a cocktail with him. He gave me a tour of the facility. It was crazy. And it was one of those I told that story to the a couple of folks in career and one of them said to me, I've never even been there and yeah. I live here. Wow. So that was my LA moment, I guess, so far. Yeah, it's been awesome. it's been really really entertaining. But uh, cool. looking forward to more opportunities, uh, you know, over the next little bit of time. I know some of the listeners they don't know they don't know you or haven't known you before, but now they've heard you uh, talk a little bit about what you do and who you are. May want to get in touch. What's the best way for them to reach you out there via social media or however you'd like them to contact you? I am Carrie Noon um, on on Twitter and Instagram, and then of course LinkedIn. So consistently K E R R Y N O O N E on all social. Mm-hmm. 
Um, same for me. It's summer, S-U-M-M-E-R-B-A-R-U-T-H. People normally get that one screwed up, but um, on LinkedIn as well as Twitter. Um, my Instagram is summertime in the QC because that's what we call Charlotte. It's the nice. Queen City. So um, anyway, feel free to reach out. I, I enjoy engaging with people on all social media channels, so um, probably spend more time on it than my teenage daughters, which is probably should not admit that. <laughs> no, it's okay. How about you, Craig? I'm Craig Barnes on uh, on LinkedIn um, and I think on Twitter. It may be Barnstormers on Twitter. But again, oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. We'll have all that in the show notes. And as always, you can find me at hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. Click on the top left-hand side of the screen, the three little lines. It'll open up. You'll see access to all my social accounts. And while you're there, check out some other episodes. Always want to thank CareerArc for their continued support of the podcast. Love them. Huge fans. Wendy and I really, really appreciate everything they do for us. So, again, thank you, Carrie. Thank you, Summer. Thank you, Craig, for taking part. So for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. We'll see you soon.